You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Hello, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another episode of The Grace Burger Show, a production of Assembly Call on the Back Home Network. This is our eighth of 12 episodes throughout the season as we give you more insight into the IU women's basketball program and to Grace herself. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, here with the aforementioned Grace Burger. Tonight's episode will be an Ask Me Anything episode with questions from our community. As we record this on February 22nd, we've had several games to talk about over the last 12, 13 days. And I just want to thank Grace for taking some time to join us today. And Grace, anything you'd like to say as we get started? Yeah, no, I mean, as usual, I just want to thank all the fans for sending in questions for today's episode and showing up to games and supporting us um, when we play on TV and just being great all year long for us. Yeah, and you've you've had a couple of really nice crowds here over the last couple couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. I mean, some of the best crowds I've ever seen for a women's basketball game have been have been this year in Assembly Hall. So um, I think it just goes to show you how excited people are about women's basketball, and um, obviously just proves that Indiana is the best basketball state. And appreciate that. Yes, we do. Um, it's coming from the native Louisville, you know, you the player. Um, but obviously the big news that came out over the weekend and, and had a couple different questions along this line that you announced you were going to come back for that extra year that COVID gave you. Um, and this question from Glenn, what factors convinced you to return? Um, I mean, I think, first of all, I love being an Indiana Hoosier. So when I found out that um, because of COVID, we could all get an extra year. I think it was always something I was extremely interested in because, um, like I said, I mean, it's a dream come true playing for Indiana every single day. I, I get to put on that jersey. I'm just extremely grateful for it. Um, and then I think, you know, just another year to get better and hopefully prepare myself for, for the next level professionally. And then um, I'm also in a two-year master's program right now in sport administration. So, uh, I'm on track to graduate in May of 2023. So really, I mean, it just, it all worked out perfectly. And I think it was just an, an obvious and, and really easy choice for me. And we'll kind of maybe get a chance to talk about this a little bit here as well. Were these conversations that you had with parents, coaches, everybody above your teammates? I mean, what kind of, you know, without specifics, what kind of conversations kind of led you to that decision? Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely had conversations with with all of those people closest to me, my coaches, my teammates, and my parents. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all very supportive of me and, and what I want to do. And um, like I said, I mean, it was it was an easy choice for me personally. So um, they were, were all definitely fine with it. And so we had senior day on Sunday, no, excuse me, Saturday, and four of your teammates went through a senior day. What was that like for you to watch them going through senior day? I mean, I know you've seen it before, but you could have been part of that and now, and you're going to be back next year. So what was it like for you to watch senior day? Um, I mean, it was, you know, definitely bittersweet. I think um, seeing all of them, you know, get celebrated was, was really special and they, all deserve it so much. They've all played such a big part in, in kind of turning around Indiana women's basketball and putting it on the map. Um, but it was definitely a little, you know, sad, especially um, I'd say seeing Alexa up there, the person that I came in with as a freshman, um, just seeing that, you know, she's she's going to be moving on and, and won't be here with me um, most likely next year, I think. 
um, you know, that, that was, that was hard, but like I said, I, I'm really happy that they were able to get celebrated. So are you still trying to work on her to change her mind a little bit? Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the choice is up to her, but I think she knows what I want. I got you. I appreciate that. And, and, but, you know, cause that was one of the, that was kind of one of the other questions I had was, you know, how, how firm was Lex's decision? I really didn't want to kind of put you too much on the spot because I know you've had conversations. I just know you've had to have conversations with her and I would think you'd want to keep those between yourselves. Mm-hmm. And so um, this question comes from Quang and, and, and I was meaning to ask about this as well. So I want to thank Quang for this. Um, it appeared that you had your shoulder wrapped in maybe the Northwestern game. And so Quang is wanting to know how was your shoulder? Um, my shoulder's fine. I didn't have it wrapped last game. So it was just um, a thing that was kind of bothering me for, for a couple of days um, in practice. But, um, you know, I was back normal yesterday, so I'm feeling good now. Okay. And back to Quang's kind of follow-up. He had a two-part question here, actually. Want to know how Mac was doing, considering she's been back for a couple games now. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a really tough stretch for her to come back just because we had um, five games in 10 days or whatever it was. Um, So obviously, when you're coming back from surgery, I think that's – she was really just thrust into the fire right away um, because obviously we, we needed her. Um, but I think it just goes to show how 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 selfless and, and how much of a competitor McKenzie is that she was willing to, um, you know, really put her body through that um, and, and be here for the team in any way that she could. And I think um, every day in practice and every game, we've seen her look a little bit more like herself. Um, so she's not at 100 percent right now, but um, we're confident by by the Big Ten tournament, she will be. That's great to hear because it is it was nice to see Mac be able to come back. And, and I mean, we were kind of led to believe from early on, maybe by the Big Ten tournament. So to get her back a couple weeks early was nice to see. Um, speaking of an injury like that, um, knowing that Mac has to go through something like that or any player has to go through something like that. A lot of it's kind of individual alone rehab time. How do, how does the team is, is the team able to help her at all, or at least maybe give her uh, a boost of confidence? I mean, I, I, I guess you, maybe I'm not phrasing this real well, but is there anything you guys as a group can do to help motivate her? There's what I'm trying to say. I, mean, I think just being there for, you know, we all, um, there's a lot of love on this team. So when someone's going through a hard time, obviously anytime you're dealing with an injury in the middle of the season, um, especially just the great season that she was having an all American season really. So um, I, you know, I think it's hard on anyone. So I think just being there for her, being supportive of her and just reminding her that, that she's going to get back um, in time for uh, March when it, when it really matters and, and, you know, just keep working hard every day so that we can make a run at the title in March. The Grace Burger Show is presented by Farrell Wealth. Farrell Wealth was founded by former IU All-Big Ten defensive end Greg Farrell, who is now experiencing IU all over again as a parent with two girls who are juniors in the IU Media School, interns at the Cuban Center, and own their own business. And, you know, Greg learned trust and integrity while playing for legendary coach Bill Mallory, traits he's worked hard to instill in his girls. He also learned how to game plan. Feral Wealth uses these principles to help high net worth individuals and business owners pursue financial success. Wealth planning is their passion, so you can live yours. Their fiduciary plans include investments, insurance, taxes, executive compensation, and charitable giving in this lifetime and beyond. Like any good team, the IU women's basketball team, for example, you need to plan and work the plan. Well, what is your plan? 
Contact Feral Wealth through all socials at Feral Wealth and their website, feralwealth.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-L-L wealth.com. Feral Wealth is a proud supporter of IU Athletics. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisory firm, member FINRA SIPC. And, and you mentioned that you've played several games. I think I counted it up as six games that you're going to play over, or that you have played in like a 13-day stretch finishing up last night. First of all, what's that like in terms of how it feels on your body and also mentally, what kind of, what, what's the, what's the test mentally there for you guys in a stretch like that? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's certainly challenging um, just because, you know, it, it's, you're playing the best teams in the country every single night in the big 10 and just to have it so compacted like that, not really have a lot of whole, a whole lot of time to rest in between games and just kind of get away from the game of basketball. I think um, it's hard on people mentally and certainly physically, um, you know, but I think, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're grateful that we get to play. Obviously the big 10 did a lot, um, a, a lot of work to kind of reschedule our games and make it work, even though it might've been not been the easiest of roads. We're just really appreciative that we were able to, to fit in so many games, even though we had that two week pause. Um, well, with that said, two of these games were games that got rescheduled. You, 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 the one Iowa game and the Michigan State game. So your schedule wouldn't have been as bad, except mm-hmm. the COVID pause. Um, speaking of which, with the let's kind of with the Iowa games, was it? Did it feel weird to play them back to back like that? Almost like an NBA type, you know, two games and three night type thing. Was that weird for you as a college player to, you know, or you know, from that standpoint? Because it probably first time you've done that, hadn't? It? Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely um, the first time we've ever done something like that. Um, I think maybe we've had a couple times where we play a team twice in two weeks or something like that. But um, twice in in, in three days is definitely something that was unusual and more like like an NBA schedule, something like that. Um, But, I mean, it it was good in the sense that we had to turn around and really play the same team. So maybe we didn't have to, you know, watch as much film and really do that stuff to prepare um, because we kind of knew what to expect going into it. Yeah. And unfortunately you guys have lost three of your last four and, and, and know that, you know, you get a couple days here now, as we record this, you'll go to Maryland on to play Maryland on Friday. Um, Speaking a little bit of the Iowa game. um, What is there? And this kind of goes back to senior day. Is there, is it tough to play a game? Well, of course you do your senior day activities afterwards, I know, but you all know what the day is. Is it tough possibly? Does that game, is that game a little tougher maybe to play mentally just because you know it's the last time that group's going to be together? I mean, I, I know that seems cliche, but I just felt like you guys got off to such a slow start. I wondered if that had anything to do with it on Saturday. Um, I mean, yeah, I think anytime, you know, you're a senior playing on senior day, maybe it's something that's in the back of your head, but I think a lot of times you kind of see, you know, that kind of, kind of motivating you to, to really come out strong and, and get a win um, as your last time on that home court. And obviously we didn't do that. And um, I think that was extremely, you know, disappointing for um, our seniors, but really for all of us that we didn't get that win for our seniors. So, you um, I mean, that was a very unfortunate, unfortunate game for us and an unfortunate start for us, but um, you know, all we can do is learn from it. We got a lot of great film from that game, a lot of things to get better at. Um, and we, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be really good and hit our stride um, when it really matters in March. 
And speaking of that game on Saturday, you guys scored 42 points in the fourth quarter. I think that I'm, I know it's probably a pro I'm pretty sure it was a program record. I remember seeing that somewhere, but it may have been, I may have even seen that might've been like a big 10 record for points in a quarter. Did you know at the point, are you just so in focused on the game? Did you guys kind of feel that you were playing that well during that fourth quarter? Um, I mean, I think it was just a result of not really having anything to lose. So you can just kind of be ultra, ultra aggressive. I mean, we knew, um, if we had any chance to win that game, um, we kind of put our top stop. We kind of put ourselves into a tough spot going into the fourth quarter. So, if we had any chance to win, we had to you know get up, press in full court, try to get steals, and just make things happen. Shoot a lot of threes. So, um, I think we were doing that. The ball finally went in for us a little bit, and so we were able to have you know that quarter. But it would have been nice to do that a little bit earlier for sure. I, I understand that. Um, this one comes from Nadia, our 10-year-old, who had a question in one of the earlier episodes as well. Uh, Nadia wanted to know, what are some things you do to get open when other players are guarding you close? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of different cuts you can make. You can make um, V cuts. You can make any kind of cut. I think the most important thing is just getting into their body um, and not you know, creating an angle to where they can't get around you and can't get a steal. Um, so, I mean, I think if I, I tell her just to watch a game and whether it's the NBA, WNBA or, or college level, and you'll see a lot of players, um, doing different cuts and stuff and using their body to get open. And then, um, obviously it helps if you have a couple teammates to set some good screens for you too. Yeah. And, and I know it's different in every game, but would you say in the women's game at the, especially in the big 10, is there a lot of grabbing and holding that makes it hard for you to make certain cuts or, or at least you just have to fight through them a little more? I mean, I think the Big Ten is kind of known as being a, a physical league. So I think there's definitely, um, you know, some things that that might get called in other leagues that that don't get called in terms of um, just being physical, you know, maybe holding some on defense, uh, holding some on offense to get open, pushing off a little bit. So um, it's, it's a physical league, but I think we kind of like it that way. And like when you go back to when you were a freshman, do you find – I'll phrase this. I hope you don't take it the wrong way. Uh, do you find maybe you get away with a little bit more now that you've been a junior and a senior, as opposed maybe when you were a freshman and they might've called some of that on the freshman? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I hope the refs don't necessarily think like that. I think um, maybe I have a better idea of the things that they'll call and the things that maybe they'll, they'll let slide. And so um, I can kind of take advantage of it uh, that way. Just, being more familiar with with the refs and kind of how they like to call things. Okay, and 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 that's a that's really interesting. Do you guys? I mean, do you know before you walk out on the floor who the officials are going to be? Do you do you know like going into that day what officials have been assigned to the game? Um, I think the first time I see them is pretty much right before the game starts. Um, and, and you know these refs have been the same refs that have been um, you know refing my game since since I was a freshman. So we're all really familiar with them. They're familiar with us. Um, and so I think we kind of know what to expect going into the game. And that's kind of going to be my follow-up to that. Does that make it easier? Once you recognize who's on the floor, do you kind of know how they'll call a game? And so you can adjust a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all pretty similar. They're all obviously trained by the same people and um, kind of on the same page in that aspect. Gotcha. So I wouldn't say I, I don't, I don't normally see a ref and change my game plan um, because of that. Okay. Um, with this, this kind of goes back to the Iowa game and, and, and kind of where we've been talking a little bit as well. This is from Greg. 
Um, he wants to know, and I don't remember this particular sequence, so I don't know if you will either, but he had the question, what was, what was Grace saying to Clark on the inbounds play in the fourth quarter of Saturday's game? Um, that's a, that's a really good question. I don't (laughs) even remember, honestly, I mean, in the heat of the moment, um, she's obviously a really emotional player and likes to talk a lot. And, you know, I I can definitely, you know, be the same way We're we're just two competitors out there. So, um, in the heat of the game, I I don't know what was said, but, um, we, we were just competing. It wasn't anything too, too rough. I know sometimes it may look like on TV that you were talking to her and you actually may have been talking to somebody else. Like I said, I didn't see the, the, I don't remember the actual play he's trying to reference. So I'm having a hard time remembering that. Um, But speaking of that, you played them twice within basically 48 hours last night, watching on TV looked like it was a a pretty physical game. And I know you said the big 10 plays a little bit physical, but last night looked like it was even more physical than Saturday. Would you think would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, last night was obviously just a lot more competitive of a game um, on our part um, than, than it was on Saturday. So maybe it was a little more physical. Um, we were forced to compete a little bit more. Um, and, and so I, I would say it definitely was. But I mean, playing a really good team like Iowa, we would expect nothing else going into that game. And that's kind of what we like to hang our hats on, on the defensive end and playing physical and not letting people get easy anything easy on us. So that's probably why, why you saw that. And we didn't really have a chance in the last episode to t- kind of preview Iowa a whole lot. We talked a little bit about Caitlin Clark, but this is a team that averages about 85 a game. And you guys are a very good defensive team. What just makes them so, I mean, besides the fact that Caitlin Clark is one of the great players in the country, what just makes them hard to guard that they can, you know, is it anything particular or is it just, they play so well together? Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's definitely that they play well together. I think um, it's hard to, you know, mention how great they are offensively without talking, you know, completely about Caitlin Clark. And um, it's not obviously she can hit some some crazy shots, step back threes, forty footers. I um, mean, it's really good at, at driving in the lane as well. But um, I think what makes them so special is that she has players around her that can make shots, and she's a willing and very very capable passer. So. Um, you know, you obviously have to pay a lot of attention to her. And if you if you overhelp, if you make a mistake, she'll, she'll make you pay and her teammates will make you pay. Um, whether that's, you know, Sonano in the post, who is shooting over 60 percent from the year or, or one of their 45 percent three point shooters. So, I mean, when they're hitting like that, I mean, they're definitely a very dangerous team. Yeah. And, and I was kind of was going to maybe be my follow up is just that Sonano really played well last night, it seemed like. And and that was just it just seemed like they between them that they were between Clark and her they were really a handful last night yeah I mean they definitely were like I said Clark requires so much attention defensively and I think um you know it's it's easy to forget that they have um an all big 10 probably an all-american in Sonano down there averaging over 20 points a game mm-hmm. um like I said probably on about 70 percent shooting once she gets it down there she's She's kind of it's kind of an automatic bucket. So I think um, it definitely those two together just make it really difficult to defend. Support for the Grace Burger Show is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have one of the most extensive collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU apparel. They have over 100 colleges and universities. And what they do is they go back into history and they pull out 
old vintage brand marks that haven't been used in a long time, but that still look really cool and that have this really great kind of nostalgic appeal. And they pull them into modern day and they've created such a great niche because, you know, A, the the actual material that their stuff is printed on, the shirts, the crew neck sweaters, the hoodies, it's really comfortable. It holds up when it's washed. And then the logos all look just so cool. It's just such a unique niche uh, that they have. And you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Again, look through over 40 items uh, of IU apparel. IU is their original school, and so that's what they have the most of. But you can also browse through all of their other colleges and universities as well. And when you're ready to purchase, if it's your first time there, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That will give you 15% off your first order. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. I'll kind of ask this question and, and I want to thank all the listeners or all the people in the community that, that sent in questions. We really appreciate that. I've gone through those. And by the way, I would show plug in here that for those people who are listening on the podcast, you can join our community at join.assemblycall.com. So if you to ask in any future, uh, we'll have a couple more ask me anything episodes for grace. So you can also join the community and, and put your questions in there. Um, so now you get a few days off and, and before you go to Maryland, just maybe uh, what's this week going to be like? I mean, is, is coach able to give you some time off or are you still going to be able to, are you still going to be on the floor every day? Um, we were able to take today off. I think it was our first off day um, in about 15, 15 days. So, um, it, you know, normally we have an off day or two a week um, during the big 10 season. So um, obviously, you know, like everyone knows, it's been a grind over the past couple of weeks for us. Um, so we, so we were able to take today off and then we'll have, um, our normal two-day prep um, before we head to Maryland on Friday, which is typically what we get. And it's kind of been unusual the past few weeks because we have only had about 24 hours to turn around and, and prepare for a new um, opponent. So I think, you know, I know we are, and I know our coaches are very excited about getting the full two-day prep to, to get some rest, but also really feel well-prepared going into the Friday's game. And just maybe because to me, this becomes a bigger, a big issue when you've been playing, like just kind of nutrition wise. And, and you know, how do you stay, you know, is it hydration and, and, and calorie intake? I mean, obviously you have somebody who's in charge of that for the program, but that becomes pretty important during this, pro- during this kind of a stretch, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think um, it requires a lot of discipline, you know, playing college basketball in general, but especially in stretches like this. Um, you know, making sure you get eight hours of sleep, making sure you're eating right. Um, and like you kind of alluded to, we have great people on staff. We have nutritionists. We have our strength coach who who all make sure that, that we're well, well taken care of. But it definitely requires a lot of discipline on our part. And then you're also trying to go to class. So how do you juggle that part as well with trying to play every other day and sometimes traveling while you're playing? Um, well, I'm lucky. Um, I have two online classes and only one in person. So. Um, I'm kind of the lucky one on the team, but I know, you know, a, a lot of times during these past two, three weeks, we've had, we, we've gotten back at, at two in the morning, one in the morning, um, and people have had to current, turn around and wake up at seven for, for an 8 a.m. So, um, I mean, that definitely makes it a little harder, but like I said, it just requires a lot of discipline from us. And do you have study tables? I mean, is there like a team study table where you all get together or is that kind of a thing of the past? Um, when we, when we go on the road, we'll have an hour or two where we all sit together and do our homework um, on game days. 
And then um, as far as study tables regularly, the freshmen are actually the only ones that are technically required to to attend that. But um, after that, it's really just up up to ourselves. Okay. And, and, and of course, the Big Ten tournament will be starting next week as we record this after the, the Maryland game on Friday. Um, just obviously a little bit about Maryland. We saw them earlier in the year. You guys had a big win over them. What do you think of how they're playing right now? I think they've been playing a lot better over these past few weeks. Um, they're finally starting to get everyone um, fully healthy for the most part, which they've, you know, like us, have had a lot of injuries throughout the year and kind of setbacks um, in that regard. So I think, um, you know, they're they're hitting their stride at the right time. And so I think it's going to be um, a, a really big challenge, as it is any time you play Maryland, but especially now because I think they're playing really well really well together, have everyone healthy. And so it's going to be a big challenge for us. All right. And so this was, I, I, I almost forgot. I, I thought we'd done all the questions. I missed one. Phil wanted to know this one. What do you know about incoming recruits? And this may be a little early to ask this, but and just want to know what you know about the incoming recruits. Or, and I don't, and if you can't talk about them, I don't know the NCAA rules in particular. I don't, but I think once they sign, but again, don't get in trouble here. So, but what do, if you can, what do you know about the incoming recruits? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all signed, so we can all talk about them. Uh, I should be good on that part. Okay. Um, I think, first of all, I mean, I, I've met um, all of them except one. And I think, um, you know, our fans should be really excited for just the kind of kids that, that are coming in. I think they're going to be really good representatives for our program, obviously on the court, but but off the court, too. And then um, as far as their games, I think it, it it's really exciting, all of them. I mean, um, we have a little bit of everything. We have a four. We have some really dynamic guards coming in um, that I think are going to be able to to help us and elevate our, our team next year as, as soon as they come in. So I think we're really excited and our fans should be really excited about them, too. And just kind of when kit when you get recruits on campus for visits, um, what do you as players spend a big chunk of time with them or do they do you and maybe go back to your own recruiting process? Or do you spend most of that time? Do they spend most of that time with the coaching staff? Um, I mean, I think they spend a lot of time with with the coaches, obviously. But um, we make sure here and it's not like this everywhere, but we make sure here that they really get to know us as a team. Um and get to know us individuals. We'll go out to eat with them. We'll hang out with them um, at the football game or after practice and really get to know them one-on-one. And then our coaches um, ask us, you know, for any feedback and, and how we like them because, you know, Coach Morin's big on, on bringing in high-character kids. So um, she trusts our opinion and, and whether we feel like they're a good fit or not. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, they, they spend a lot of time with the coaches, but they definitely make sure they spend a lot of time with us as well. Hmm. So we, like I said, Big Ten tournament next week. Obviously, the goal is to win it. Uh, you guys, excuse me, just maybe preview the Big Ten tournament, what you think the Big Ten, hopefully winning it, but what you kind of think the Big Ten tournament will preview out to be? Um, I mean, I think, you know, in my time here, we haven't had a whole lot of success in the Big Ten tournament. Um, and, I mean, it, you know, that's not necessarily a, anything bad on our part. It just shows how, how tough the big 10 is. I mean, you can lose the first round there. You can lose, you know, you have to win four or three games to, to win it all against elite programs and several tournament teams. So, um, it, you know, it, it's really tough. Um, obviously the big 10 this year has a lot of top 25 teams, a lot of top teams in the country. Um, so I think it's just all about who's, who's hitting their stride at the right time. And 
we feel like we have about a week and a half to, to do that. And uh, we feel like we can, and we're excited about it. And you, you, so I think you raise a really good point. Once you get to Friday, it's, I don't want to say it's a, a roll of the dice, but it it's anybody can beat anybody almost. I mean, you're talking very good teams. Right. I mean, you know, the, the postseason is a completely new season. We've obviously had a disappointing past few weeks um, without a doubt, but um, you know, we were really excited to, um, you know, get better from those games, learn from that, and so that we won't make the same mistakes in the postseason and have a really successful uh, new season in the post postseason. Yeah, and, and that's great because I think, you know, like you, you, great line there that the postseason is a new time because, you know, I always used to tell our kids, it, it, come sectional time here in Indiana, you're zero and zero. Everybody starts out. All you got to do is find a way to win a few games in a row and you win a Big Ten title or, or a national title. So, Grace, um, anything you want to f- close with here? We, we've gone through the questions and, and answered all the questions I've had for you this week. Kind of a, uh, and, and, and knowing that you've been busy, I'd like to keep it a little bit, you know, shorter time frame here this week this time but anything you want to add in here that we haven't talked about i mean no i just want to thank everyone for their questions and um like i said you know i know it's it's been disappointing for the fans just as it has been for us these past few games but um we feel really good um in our program that we're going to be able to make a big run come march so i just want to keep everyone encouraged to, to stay positive and keep supporting us um, as we, as we enter the postseason. Oh, I'm sure they will. You guys have been fun to watch and, 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 and you, you kind of talked about this per, from a personal standpoint. I mean, we've ta- asked you about some of your, you know, you talked about your slump a little bit, shooting the ball. Everybody has, even teams have a couple games where they just don't play well. That doesn't mean it's, it's going to be a, long stretch but like you said that's you guys I, I wouldn't even use the word disappointment I know you feel that way but you know we're the the fan base is backing you pretty well I think and so don't feel like we, you know any of that I think you guys are, have done great so I want to thank you for being here today um, and wish you the best of luck going to Maryland and we'll talk soon again that will do it for this episode of the Grace Burger Show on Assembly Call on the Back Home Network for Grace Burger I'm Jeff Marlowe and until we talk again remember to Go Hoosiers. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.